Bruce Newberry. The food dude. I am Jacques Pepin, uh, here from uh, Connecticut, and I'm here dining out with the Bruce Newberry. You ever want to own a diner? Maybe an inn. How about a diner? Well, you see, I have the benefits because uh, the Blue Plate Diner, anytime you go for breakfast or lunch, you belong. I mean, you get treated like you own the place. And uh, these days, no exception. So why don't you stop in? But if you're interested in, in purchasing a diner, the Blue Ben is for sale in Bennington. So our WBTN fans, hey, I can come and broadcast from your diner if you own the Blue Ben. So why not? what more do you need, right? Always be closing. That's us. That's the name of the game. So we oftentimes will talk about one particular food or one particular restaurant. I have a couple of people on the line here who are just in touch with so many different kinds of foods and growers and producers. Alyssa and Jeff from uh, the New England Country Mart. How are you guys? Doing well. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks for having us, Bruce. Great to talk about New England Country Mart. This is very exciting. We had uh, first found out about you through Sacred Cow Granola. So that's uh, some credibility right there. <laughs> but it's only one of so many products that you guys bring to us. Tell us how many different things you guys have. We have uh, over 300 items we carry at the Country Mart. Um, probably 50 different vendors and... 90% of those are local brews. So, um, you know, right down to our lettuce is grown in Boston. Our granola, like you mentioned, is from Rhode Island. Um, our charcuterie we get is from Waltham, Massachusetts. The, the list goes on and on. But um, it is our mission to sell local artisan products. And it is a great mission that you have. Now, some of these relationships, you mentioned the lettuce and the produce, some of these relationships you have go back quite a ways. Is that how you get started in the produce business? Yep. So my family has uh, been in the produce generations, in the produce business for four generations. And uh, due to the COVID pandemic, we transitioned to a direct-to-consumer model, servicing um Greater Boston, Cape Cod, and down to Newport and surrounding towns. So great. And we know now the great quality that can come from people like yourself who have these relationships with these producers and these growers. And I mean, we really can count on you to bring us kind of the best of everything. Yeah, that, that's for sure. I mean, uh, our fish we get at the fish pier every day are... Meat comes in daily from both Savinor's and Keneally Meats, uh, two of the most reputable firms in town. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you think about high-end meat, you definitely think of those two two firms servicing the best restaurants and hotels right. in the city. So, yeah, that, that's where we're sourcing our products from. And, um, you know, our produce products are sourced from farms, and those relationships date back generations, Bruce. So impressive. Well, let's get right to it and fire up the grill. What <laughs> what do you have for this weekend for us to put on the grill from some of these great names in meat in New England? So we have a pretty uh, wide variety of meat that we carry at the Country Mart, and we have a rotating special each week. So this week on special, we have a rack of lamb, Australian-grown um, organic and it's uh, great value, and it's absolutely delicious. Ooh, sounds great. Boy, one of the chefs in the Burlington area was doing a barbecue rack of lamb. I mean, he was doing it low and slow, and boy, everybody's in the mood for this now. So we could do this on our own grill, and boy, doesn't that sound great? Nothing like great lamb. That's for sure. Sounds so good, and uh, how do we... Uh, now, how do we buy it, Jeff? 
Uh, so you go to our website, which is New England Country Mart, all one word, dot com. Uh, lo- log right in. And, um, you know, place an order. We're ready to roll. I mean, we have, like I, like I mentioned, we have fish, meat, dairy. Um, we have a huge selection of organic products, locally grown produce uh, that comes from Vermont every night. Um, nice. Really a huge selection of products delivered right to your door um, next day. So it's really a great service. Uh, since we've started, we've delivered over 15,000 families in this area and we're continuing to grow and um you know we we really appreciate this opportunity to be on the air with you bruce well we're so glad to be able to find out about a way that we can get all this quality stuff right to our door fantastic Right. Well, this is very exciting, and the, the thing we want to all know, well, Lisa and Jeff, is how does it work, and how soon can we get that truck to stop in front of our house? So, first of all, what kind of a commitment do I have to make to shop with New England Country Mark? Is there a subscription? Yeah, great question. No subscriptions, no memberships. Uh, you just order as you need it. Uh, to answer your question about delivery, we deliver within the 495 belt six days a week, Monday through Saturday. Uh, we go to Cape Cod three days a week. And mind you, we started with one day a week and it just our route grew and grew as the summer kind of rolled on. So we're there Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Fridays. And we're in the um, Newport and surrounding towns, including Providence, Saunderstown. Um, you can go to our website and check out all of our Rhode Island delivery areas. We're there on Thursdays. So as long as an order is placed uh, by 12 noon, the day before uh, your order will be delivered right to your door, uh, contact free. And, um, and you, you can expect some really uh, great new packaging, which we're really excited about. All of our boxes are branded and we have, inserts that keep your items cold and all of your frozen items are in a separate compartment with an ice pack to keep those um, fresh and frozen in this summer heat. So, um, so we're really excited about, you know, our, our logistics and um, our reach that, you know, in four months, we've really, we've really developed and grown based on so much customer feedback and just really, really amazing local support for our small family business. Fantastic. So we visit newenglandcountrymart.com. It's all one word, newenglandcountrymart.com. And you can order anything from coffee to dairy to meat to uh, fresh produce and fruits and vegetables and so much more there's even bakery tell us about what's in the bakery today yeah we're excited about our bakery items we just actually added a a a new bakery item be real doughs um it's a it's a great um it's a cookie dough that is edible raw and uh you can bake it and it's even more delicious it's made in locally in cape cod they're they're a new vendor of ours um jeff might be able to tell you a little bit more about just like nana's rugula she's come to visit us at the warehouse a few times nice so, so lovely just super wholesome great ingredients um just a real fan favorite so so we're really loving that um, we have a great relationship with OMG Bakery. We get our um, English muffins, which are just out of this world, um, get so much great feedback and um, can't get enough of their bagels. So, uh, yeah. so we, we go through a pack of those at least a week in our house. <laughs> um, but yep, our bakery items are going strong and you know we're always looking to add to our products, um, you know, whether it's you know, baked goods. We have um, this company in Marblehead called Booty Bar. Yes. And they are, uh, I mean, they're amazing. I, you know, they, they, they are a small bar and they pack just a big flavor and just a great, great energy food for people on the go. Um, she's been wonderful to work with. And, um, and so that, you know, that, that's kind of the, uh, some of the scope of our bakery items and always more to come um, for, you know, we're, we're never, we're, we're always seeking out. Jeff and I are checking out um, farmer's markets and trying to get the best of all the local 
products that our area has to offer. And in these uncertain times, we feel it's really important to support our community and our businesses here. You bet. And you have it all. I mean, I'm looking here at the menu. There's chocolate. There's a whole category here, a menu pull down of chocolate. You recognize this is one of the basic food groups here. And we have. Sure is. <laughs> and uh, as you guys say, meat and seafood and staple items and so much more. It can all come to your door on the New England Country Mart truck. So you visit New England Country Mart truck. Uh, New England Country Mart truck. I'll be all right. You visit New England Country Mart dot com and yep. get going get your cart and place your order and then what and before you place your order for for all of your wonderful listeners um we've made a special coupon code for um for for bruce for you and 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 everyone that's listening bruce food dude all right is the coupon code um, for ten dollars off your first order, so um, so so before you check out, uh, there's a place to add your your promo code, and it'll be applied to your order at checkout. We've made a special coupon code for Bruce for you and 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 everyone that's listening. Bruce Food Dude. All right, is the coupon code um, for ten dollars off your first order. So um, so so. Before you check out, uh, there's a place to add your your promo code, and it'll be applied to your order at checkout. Sounds great. And then you just get your delivery on the regular delivery day, and you're there, and you're going to become a fan. Yeah, you got it. You got it. I mean, we're really excited about some of our um, products that are, you know, the smaller folks who who don't have you know the big marketing budgets um and you know we're happy to champion their brands well that's great tell Um, us about one of those brands that has a great history and a story you just told us about a couple already tell us about one more elise yeah sure so um so i I actually got off the phone this morning with um julie lapham she is um she and her husband marty started a company called pops up and it is a company that makes this delicious popcorn no chemicals no plastic no silicone nothing you can nothing you can't pronounce um and they are retired from their big corporate jobs and wanted to do something new and exciting uh and in retirement they developed this this new popcorn company uh, because her mom who is diabetic was always looking for a snack, but some of these popcorn companies used a lot of chemicals in their in their air pop popcorn. Um, so they've developed a and patented a popping box to pop your popcorn in a environmentally friendly, sustainable and clean way. Wow. Um, I've been popping their popcorn for lots of movie nights with my kids <laughs> and people are just ordering bags and bags of their flavored popped popcorn. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's, you know, really exciting when, you know, people can reinvent themselves and, um, you know, the, the husband and wife, business resonates as my husband and I are working on this New England Country Mart venture together. And, um, and so we, we really love their story. And, um, you know, it's interesting, we have a handful of husband and wife run businesses, which is, you know, just a, a, a really feel good, um, a feel good way of doing business. So another company is Lyman's. They make jams and pickles. They're based out of um, out of Vermont, and they have a commercial kitchen in Westover, Vermont. And they do everything. Everything is local and fresh, and um, all their spices are locally sourced. And they started doing gift baskets just for their friends, and then on a whim, just made it bigger and and we sell a huge lineup of their relishes and their pickles and their jams um so those are those are some really great wholesome products um that we'd love to highlight and then um yeah i mean we i the list goes on oh great i mean i could talk your ear off and 
Well, um, just you just go onto uh, the website and New England Country Bar yeah. and just start clicking, and you see all of these interesting, interesting items here. Some of the ones you just mentioned. I'm looking at the box of pops up with the popcorn popper, and all of these are so interesting, and I can't wait to try any of them. And uh, and you'll feel the same way. So. Absolutely. Do you drink almond milk, Bruce? Uh, you know, I have tried it. I'm glad I tried it. <laughs> Tell me about the almond milk. <laughs> the almond milk, Nectar and Green, it's a, it's a really small company based out of Boston. Um, it's female founded, which, you know, resonates with me, of course, in um, 2015. And they press and bottle in Charlestown, Massachusetts. Um, they pride themselves on their um, healthful living and simple living using simple ingredients. And they make a delicious organic cold pressed almond milk with truly two ingredients, if you can believe it. Yeah. Organic almonds and purified water. Um, it is absolutely the best. I sneak it in my kids' cereal. Like they, they just, everyone loves it. I put it in my smoothies. We add it, we use it for overnight oats. Um, it is, it is truly a gem. And, um, and I just, you know, want to give Laurel, the founder, a lot of credit. Um, she makes a great product. She has tons of flavored almond milks. She has some seasonal flavors in the wintertime that we hope to be able to carry um, in our specials offerings week to week. Um, but she's she, I think she's doing a fabulous job. And, you know, as we're looking to reuse and recycle and all that good stuff, she has all the sustainability um, perks of, of her business. So she's doing awesome. We, we really love her brand. How nice. It's all at newenglandcountrymart.com. And that promo code once again is Bruce Food Dude, all one word. Excellent. Bruce Food Dude. Boy, that almond milk would go very well on that sacred cow granola. You got it. I mean, we... We we love it and um, and we're so grateful to Maureen for for having you reach out to us. It, well, we're so happy really to be able to to meet you guys and just find out about your great success story, New England Country Mart delivering to you right to your door. So visit newenglandcountrymart.com. We can save you ten dollars with the promo code Bruce Food Dude, and you'll become a fan, and they'll become a regular stop at your house. So just just Absolutely. great. So uh, get shopping, get visiting. And uh, get saving. And Elise and Jeff, thank you so very, very much for giving us a little tour of New England Country Mart today. Great to talk to you, and we'll talk again soon. Great. We appreciate all the support. Thanks, Bruce. I'm Bobby Flay, and I'm dining out with Bruce Newberry. Well, uh, Bobby Flay has not been cited, but chopped is casting for this coming season in newport rhode island restaurants have been solicited by casting agents like the email method of uh, trolling around for prospects may not be the way to go because the restaurants think it's spam <laughs> is this on the level are we getting hacked he asked for bitcoin what's going on but uh, no, if you receive an email from a producer or someone purporting to be a producer for the TV series Chopped in Newport, Rhode Island, yes, they are casting for this coming season. So go ahead and answer the email. And good luck. We want to see you on TV. Well, you know who could compete on Chopped? If this was the premise of the show, that is. The Zucchini Flowers at Perella's. Lou and I had a great chat about zucchini flowers and charcuterie and all good things in the kitchen at Perella's in warren hey lou hey bruce how are you i'm good how are you doing boy i'll tell you i don't have to ask how you're doing you are <laughs> making pasta and you had some charcuterie over the weekend you're doing great yeah we you know i i don't know if you remember like but back in 95 when we first opened we did fresh pasta and we did our own bread i actually been making my own bread as well no kidding because we got that new pizza with fired pizza oven so i make dough and then whatever we don't use tonight to make pizzas i'll proof and we'll make bread tomorrow and uh so that you know that's been helping us out 
trying to just cut whatever corner we can cut, which probably doesn't make the bakery very happy. <laughs> well, it makes sense, though. And you don't think of a restaurant or a, a commercial kitchen that way, but it definitely cuts down on the overhead to do it yourself. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we make it and we try to make enough so we don't run out. And then whatever's left, we... Uh, bake into uh bread for nice tomorrow and uh saturday so yeah, yeah. That's, been, that's been going along pretty well and uh you know we've had some requests for the charcuterie board which we haven't had in quite some time but right now the supersides are cured and the romas salamis are cured and the capicola's all ready so yeah Ooh. we're slicing away and sounds um, great on that great slicer yeah yeah, that the slicer. I got to figure out a way to get it back out front where everybody can see it. It's oh, that was a showpiece. Yes, yeah, it was a but, showpiece. Now, you know, I was reading, and we were talking a little bit earlier in the show about charcuterie or salumi, and how it can be cut so so thin you can almost see through it. What's the secret when you're cutting a capicola or prosciutto or uh, uh, any of these uh, meats that we're talking about here? Is the secret to cut them very thin? What's the big advantage and how thick or thin do you like to slice when you're making a charcuterie plate? I like I like to slice it as thin as I can without having the meat stop to shred. Yeah. Like when you're slicing something, like, you know, like if you put it on a slicer, if you slice it too thin, it just shreds. If you right. slice it too thick, it's, it, you know, you get that fatty, greasy kind of taste from like a salami or or you can't chew through a capicola. So, I mean, I like to get it as thin as I can without shredding it because to me, I, I mean, I'd rather put 10 pieces of thin sliced salami on a charcuterie board instead of putting three slices of thick slice salami and to me it eats better yes um it just eats better in my opinion i mean i i like it thin and you know i like all my all my cold cuts that's terrific and it makes such a difference and it really brings out the the flavor somehow yeah the fl- i mean you know you get that you get a piece of dry cured capicola i mean it's like prosciutto Yes. And you know you know that when you eat prosciutto, if it's too thick, it, it's chewy and right. stringy, and it could be the best prosciutto in the world, but if it's too thick, it's, it, you know, you're not going to chew it. Right. Whereas if it's nice and thin and, you know, people people make fun of it because they, they hold up one piece and they're like, oh, you can read the newspaper through this while well, you're supposed to. <laughs> that's, the, that's the idea. But that's there's the 10 idea. of them there, not three of them. So I mean, <laughs> a lot of people put, you know, they put three pieces of everything where we try to slice it a little thinner and... Uh, and pile it on. Yeah, exactly. Well, it looks more so great. Is, more is better. Yeah, it's looks so good on that board. Yeah, we we actually had one to go yesterday. Somebody called up and said because uh, somebody took a picture of it and they said, "Hey, can I get one of those boards to go?" And I'm uh, I was here anyway. It's Wednesday. I got to place my orders. I'm like, "Oh, might as well make it, make something." Now, so. <laughs> did you let the board go out the door too? No, oh. we, didn't, we had to do it in a to-go container. I mean, you could we actually put... make it on. We actually make it on like uh, the big oval uh, gondola yeah. kind of platter that we used to serve yeah. the uh, Italian assortment on. Oh, isn't that nice? So it makes a nice presentation, yeah. even going yeah. out the door. Right. So hey, that's yeah, great. So that's something good to keep in mind, you know, because we're still kind of in between here. But the thing of it is now, I mean, it's nice weather, so we can go have yeah. a picnic, or maybe we're going to take in one of those drive-ins that's become so popular, and yeah, maybe we want to bring along some interesting food to have. You know, you can't just live on it's popcorn. Just, it, it's been so hot, and yes. it's, you know, people don't even want to eat. So I mean, this is like something that's light and refreshing, and. You know, we put three different kinds of meats, three different kinds of cheeses, assorted Mediterranean olives, you know, fresh pickled vegetables that we pickle in-house and, and the fennel from the garden. And, uh, what, you know, whatever whatever I walk by that I see, <laughs> oh, yeah, we can put a couple of those on, a sure. couple of those on. So That's fun. Just a whimsical, nice little, little yeah. 
whatever appeals to you kind of a choice. Boy, that just means everything. That's terrific. So uh, you can just ask for the charcuterie board and you can just put yourself in Lou's hands and you won't go wrong. And you will be disappointed. You will not be disappointed for sure. So, um, so the fennel is out already. Uh, my fennel is already flowering. It's wow. Like, I mean, well, you know, so that we had such a mild winter. Right. That it went to seed last year and then it started to grow back in the garden, like before spring. And I'm like, you know, we're, it's blowing around the yard. It's like coming up everywhere. Hmm. So, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you, you don't get the whole, like, I got the stalks and the seeds right now. Because yeah. you have to you have to mound up the bulb. The bulb doesn't grow down. It's like you got to mound it around yeah. the bulb in order to get a full bulb, which I learned the hard way because I said, how come I never get any, enough bulbs out of this fennel? It's <laughs> six feet high. And when one of the Calabrian guys came, Gino from Italy, he's like, remember my garden? It was all in the mound. So you got to mound it, which you know, oh. there's certain things that they grow that way. Well, kind of like a, a radish. Sure. You know, with the radish, it doesn't really, the, the uh, stem will grow down, but the, right. the radish itself grows up on the top. So, well, this is I great. learned that. Yeah, it was uh, pretty interesting. I tried to peel one of the stalks. I says, oh, I can take the stalk and I can just peel it and cut it like into sticks. But it was like bamboo. I'm like, oh, my God. Right, thank right. God. I've I, heard I'm that. glad I tasted it before. I- <laughs> Put it on, put it on a plate, because there's no way it was gonna. You're gonna be able to eat if you ordered it. And that's one of those it tasted great, yeah. But one it, of those interesting, inter- interesting flavors that you would miss if it wasn't there. Lou Perella, who's in the kitchen at Perella's, this is what makes it, you know. And the whatever the party, they, the orange, the uh, acid-free tomato, cherry tomatoes, mm. they started to bloom, so we started using them. I have fresh figs. Um, wow. You know, we've been utilizing whatever. I mean, I got so many flowers, zucchini flowers this year because I planted my own zucchini. And um, like every morning I go out there, there's four, five, six flowers ready to ready to be stuffed. So. I did not know you were growing your own zucchini flowers. I mean, the Perella yeah, zucchini this, flowers this, are famous, <laughs> but I had no idea they were that they were homegrown. This is the first time I said, I'm going to try it this year because, you know, what happens, I, I go to the farm and it's not ready or I miss the day. And and I mean, now I walk from my house, I walk by the plants, I see them in the morning, I go out, I cut them, I bring them in, I stuff them and then we serve them that night. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, you know, when you go, when I rely on the farmers, you know, sometimes they're not ready to be picked. They're too small. Then if you don't get them like within a couple of days, they're too, you know, they, they pick the vegetables and. And then they mope, you know, they turn it right back into the ground. So, I mean, I've missed it so many times. I said, ah, let me try growing it. And, uh, yeah, I was with Stevie Noons from Noons Farm yesterday. Sure, yeah. Because I was looking for some corn, fresh corn, to use in one of the ricotta mixes for the ravioli. And uh, he said, hey, I haven't seen you picking zucchini flowers yet. Because usually, they'll, you know, the guys will tell them that I right. was there. Right, they though. just turn you loose in the field. Yeah, and uh, he, I said, yeah, okay, well, I'm going to go over and uh, grab a few. But I did, you know, because, hey, he, they, half the time they don't want you in the field. But, you know, they this year, they, he doesn't even, there's so many flowers and so many zucchinis. Right. So many places are closed that I guess they have tons and tons, which is a shame. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, gosh, that's too bad. I hope somebody picks them. Oh, I don't know. They pick them and they, you know, they use them. They, they feed them to the cows. They Oh, good. Uh, yeah, they don't let them go to waste. And then, you know, whatever's not is too big or not fit to send to market, they, you know, when they grow to till the, the land, they just put it right back into the soil. Right. So right. It's fertilizer, so. It's for sure. But uh, yeah. let's get back to those uh, zucchini flowers now. So we're, they are literally getting picked fresh in the morning and then you're stuffing them. Yeah, with a, a ricotta cheese, with uh, shaved Parmesan, uh, Romano, and, you know, oregano, basil, Italian seasoning. And uh, we put it put it in a pastry bag and take the stamen out and then stuff the, uh, stuff the pepper. Mm-hmm. I mean, the uh, flour. Stuff the flour, and then you dip yeah. the whole thing. 
Right. And then we do it like in a tempura batter, a light, light batter, and pan fry it and uh, serve it with uh, marinara sauce. Yes. Or you yeah. can have it with a pasta plate. Yeah. Yeah. You can have it, you know, any way you want it. So it's nice that we've got enough this year. Usually every year we're scrambling for zucchini flowers and it's such a short window. So Yes. About how so much should, longer do you figure you'll have them? Um, well, they're still planting. So, I mean, probably, you know, for a good month and a half. Oh, or, good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll, good. Take we'll it right. Take us right through the summer. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It usually just takes us, but it's, you know, from now till the end of uh, August, usually. So. Now, did I hear you right? You said you were looking for some corn to put in with the regatta. Is that in that filling? Uh no, not for the zucchini flour. That was for a ravioli that we oh, were going to make. No kidding. So uh, you had the idea you were going to make a... a we're going to make a roasted, get fresh corn from uh, Noons' farm. Right. And uh, roast it and then peel it off the cob and mix it with the ricotta to make like a, uh, you know, a filling with a, a, a smoked roasted corn. Woo! Fresh corn. Yeah, just something different. That was uh, Brandon's idea. Mm-hmm. He says, we should get some fresh corn. I said, all right, well, I'll take you down to the farm. <laughs> he goes, what do you mean the farm? You know, go to the... I said, no, we go to the farm here. <laughs> yeah. He... How great before, is that? Before he... I know, before he was born, I said, we were doing this for 25 years before it was a movement to farm the table. That's I've been it. with these guys, and uh, he just got the biggest kick the the, the, uh, one of the Guatemalan kids that worked for him took, took a little piece of land. He was growing papayas. Is that right? I, yeah. I'm like, what are those things hanging? It almost looks like a squash it's growing a papaya. So, yeah, we got to look, walk around and, you know, the tomatoes are growing. The eggplants are finally coming in. So it's summer and everything's here. You know, everything comes all at once. And Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, this is uh, terrific, and it's uh, so great to get to go behind the scenes. And when we go behind the scenes with Lou, we end up on the farm, which yeah. is, and I always love talking about uh, life on the farm, and really uh, gets us, like you say, farm to table. This is uh, what yeah. it's all about. Fantastic. So, uh, so wh- what kind of pasta do we have this week? Uh, we made angel here. Ooh. So we got to do the pappardella bolognese again, mm-hmm. and then we made uh, angel here. We make the the, the papadellas and egg pasta, and the angel here is just flour, salt, and a little bit of oil. No, uh, no egg. So that's how we made the fettuccine this week. We made the uh, we made angel here. We're gonna do a little angel here pomodoro for the special for the weekend, or the uh, and we're making raviolios, the one that you put. Kathy Tadby brought me the fresh eggs from yes. our free-range chickens, and uh, we took we made a sun-dried tomato, and we were trying to put that in incorporated into the, uh, but it wasn't it wasn't ready. I think we just sun we dried it too much. So we you know we got the ricotta cheese and we put the egg yolk in the middle. We cook it for two and a half minutes, and if we're doing that as an appetizer, when you cut into it, we do it with a. Uh, Almost like a uh, a butter. It's a butter sauce. Mm. Like a, a butter sauce with some cracked black pepper and uh, some grated Romano cheese. Oh boy! Yeah, we tried them yesterday. They were they were they were really good. Sounds yeah. like it. Oh man, you've got this thing knocked this summer, Lou. Very very <laughs> nice. Well, come on in. We are socially distanced, and there's uh, enough room, and it's the right kind of room. You can still come outside and. Uh, just have a great time this weekend at Perella's and listen to the stories and enjoy the farm to table better than ever. I thank you as always, my friend. All right. We're always a pleasure talking to you, Bruce. Are you hungry? Bruce, you're making us hungry. I am dining out. With- you're dining out with Bruce Newberry. You're a food dude. And I'm very happy to be here dining out with Bruce Newberry here in Rhode Island. That should be your name, the food dude. Hello again. Welcome back to the Tastiest Talk Show on the radio here in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro. A giant creamy to you and yours. I'll tell you this. Not that every summer is not the summer of the creamy, but uh, this certainly seems to be that and the lobster roll, right? 
So let's talk semi-seriously here for a moment. Of course, we're all about the good times and we try to keep things positive and so forth. But we are where we are. The virus is with us. And even if you forget about it for a few minutes, which we hope you do, and we hope we can encourage you to dine out and at least spend a little while with someone that is close to you and maybe forget your troubles for a little bit, but it is with us. And there are things going on, and we're going to talk about the state of life on Restaurant Row on both coasts in the next few minutes here. But I finished my column in the Providence Business News with the following, and I wanted to share it with you. Front page of the PBN, by the way. If it really was a page, it's not. It's just on the computer, but it's uh, pretty cool. Anyway, a note to all who are dining out anywhere in Rhode Island, anywhere else for that matter, kindly manage your reservations. Apparently, the thing to do these days is to book reservations at multiple restaurants based on wait times or a number of criteria. And only one of the reservations is used. And there's been an increase in no-shows without cancellation calls. This puts the restaurant in a difficult position with only 50 or 60% of the tables available and no bar to offer a place to wait. And to add to this outbreak of rudeness, when restaurant staff attempts to contact the missing guest, the response is less than courteous. So if you would like to help rescue the restaurant industry, please make an effort to notify the restaurant with a cancellation so that valuable table can be given to a paying customer. And wear your mask and be nice. Now let's see what's going on in California. And uh, joining me on the line is our friend Jamie Gwen. How are you? <laughs> I'm so glad to talk to you again, Bruce. Thank you. I'm healthy and well, and my family is too. And for that, I'm grateful, and I hope you are the same. The same, and the same gratitude, no question. Yes. So I thought what we would do here, Jamie, is do a little kind of coast-to-coast check-in here because uh, we're kind of at opposite ends. Uh, California has uh, gone through a a resurgence, unfortunately, and restaurants in the state and in Southern California have had to shut down for, uh, for indoor, and they're kind of back where they were back in the early spring. What's going on? You've got it exactly right. Yes, uh, we had a mandatory shutdown uh, by the governor uh, just a couple few days ago. And so my restaurant friends are regrouping and going back to their plan of action prior. Uh, We've been here before. Uh, We're certainly um, having a mask challenge, I would say. Yes. Um, I am very much a believer of wear a mask. As you know, I have a new baby um, and a superhero mom who, uh, as a grandma, you know, has saved my life, allowing me to work uh, during COVID. So in order to keep them safe, uh, you know, I, I have... Uh, my opinions and feelings as to how we need to continue to better ourselves and be respectful of everyone around us to try to get to the end of the line here. I mean, we can't keep going backwards. But with regard to the restaurants, uh, I think that in the Southern California landscape, uh, we are all as fabulous foodies mindful of trying to support the best way we can and whichever way that is for you. If you are comfortable outdoor dining, there is lots of alfresco dining going on um, and it's being done safely. Um, I do my part via delivery often. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> good for you. Yes, I'm, I'm cooking the rest of the day. So I figure it's a good surge. Um, and um, we do some curbside pickup as well. There are some wonderful things happening that I have witnessed and shared um, through my you know, social media channels and otherwise after having talked with comrades. As far as the restaurant industry um, trying to continue to thrive. And it's a very challenging time. My heart goes out to restaurant workers. I come from professional kitchens. I can only imagine the strife. And, you know, for that, we we bleed a little. Our hearts break, right? It's an industry that we love. Yes. And we want to be able to support those restaurants that we love so that they are around when we, you know, hopefully come back to our, what we knew as normal pre-COVID days. Um, I am rather torn. I think reopening restaurants at the time that we did in California, I'm not sure it was haphazard. 
but it was certainly risky. And I think it puts restaurant workers at risk as much as I know they need to work. Uh, there is a, a health concern. You know, I know some people really want to dine out. I, I'm, I'm dying to go to a sushi bar more than anybody else. <laughs> but I think we have to consider um, who we put at risk in the process. And so it's a fine line for sure. Um, but there are some miraculous things happening. I know um, you and I talked offline and you've seen some wonderful things happen too in Rhode Island where you are yes. to try to encourage the industry to continue to thrive. Well, indeed, I, I just wrote a story in the Providence Business News about Alfresco on Federal Hill. That's what it's called. And it's the iconic dining neighborhood in the old Italian neighborhood. It's pretty diverse these days, but there are still a lot of uh, Italian restaurants and a lot of other kind of restaurants now. It's it's pretty diverse sure. up there. And their strength was the neighborhood and the idea that it could be a plaza and a piazza and uh, a little bit of the old country. So everybody kind of had the same idea at the same time and said, why don't we just move our tables outdoors and can mm. we close the street? So they called in Providence Police and the Transportation Department, and they said, sure, we can close a good part of the avenue and bring your tables out in the street. And they Isn't did. Isn't that fabulous? Unbelievable. Good. And, so great. And, and everyone has uh, embraced it, I would imagine, because they've done the same here. So I live in Orange County. Yes. Um, I like to call it paradise, right? I've, <laughs> I'm... Uh, I've worked hard and I'm very spoiled in Newport Beach and I love it. And so I'm just south of Los Angeles and I go back and forth for work or when we were shooting TV and radio in a studio and so on. But with that said, um, I live near the uh, very famous Laguna Beach and yes. downtown Laguna Beach, which most people know, um, has a bevy of wonderful, beautiful stores and artisans and restaurants and it's uh, constantly being gentrified and it's quite fabulous. It's wonderful to walk and to get an ice cream cone and all that good stuff. Well, yes. there's one street in Laguna beach called forest and it's the main drag, right? And there are restaurants on both sides and there was very limited parking on the street. You would pull into a diagonal space, but you would almost fight for it, right? There were maybe, I don't know, 20 spaces sure. for parking. And then you would, if you couldn't find a space, most often you couldn't, you would park on the outlying streets and stroll. Well, they took Forrest, they went to the um, Laguna Beach Council with this proposed idea that they were going to shut Forrest down, like you are talking about, uh, with your great alfresco Italian restaurant. And they were gonna, uh, going to allow all the restaurants to move their tables out and use the sidewalks and even portions of the street, making the street itself pedestrian. And the outdoor dining, especially during summer, has been immensely embraced. And they've done it beautifully. They brought in an artist, Bruce, and they muraled the street. Wow. So it's a very artistic community to start, but it's become this really sort of beautiful example of uh, survival. Brilliant. I like that a lot, Jamie Gwen. Now, this weekend, we're so pleased to be able to introduce you to our friends from New England Country Mart. New England Country Mart, a way to bring the best of New England, the best of quality produce, meats, groceries right to your door. NewEnglandCountryMart.com and uh, to introduce you to New England Country Mart this weekend if you shop NewEnglandCountryMart.com and use the promo code BRUCEFOODDUDE you'll get $10 off it's like getting sacred cow granola for free so check it on out NewEnglandCountryMart.com promo code BRUCEFOODDUDE and we'll meet Elise and Jeff from New England Country Mart in a little bit. So happy that Panera Bread Bakery Cafes, owned and operated by the Howley Bread Group, are back with us on Dining Out with Bruce Newberry. And even more psyched to be able to tell you about free unlimited premium coffee all summer when you subscribe to My Panera Plus Coffee. And if you get five friends to subscribe to My Panera Plus Coffee, you'll all be sipping free till October 31st. 
It's what premium coffee tastes like, tastes even better when it's unlimited. So join the fellowship of unlimited coffee at your Panera Bread Bakery Cafe in Rhode Island and Massachusetts and Connecticut. Owned and operated by the Howley Bread Group, visit PaneraBread.com slash MyPaneraCoffee. Hey, this is Cindy Bigelow, third generation Bigelow Tea, and you're dining out with Bruce Newberry. Hey, here in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro, we were talking a little earlier about charcuterie and sausage, and what do they have in common? Well, the recipe and Gaspar's linguiça and chutis, the Portuguese sausage that the whole world can enjoy and has been enjoying for almost 100 years, still uses Justina Gaspar's original recipe for linguiça the one she brought with her from Portugal in the 1920s. The company is still family-owned. What more do you need to know? If you are a sausage lover, if you are a cookout lover, and I think it covers about everybody, with those two groups, you're going to find linguiça and chutis adds a special touch to your cookout or whatever it is that you are fixing, so pick up plenty at all major supermarkets. Gaspar's, the Portuguese sausage that the whole world can enjoy, we are talking West Coast dining, or the state of it right now, with Jamie Gwynn. You know, there's lots of innovation going on, and, and that gives me hope, because we, of course, want to support our restaurant comrades in, uh, in a time of need. And that's exactly the idea, and we can get a lot more done if we are positive about and if the restaurants are positive and saying, hey, we are still doing what we do. and Oh, uh, for sure. You know? For sure. And yeah. I, and I have... Yeah. Go ahead. I have some chef friends I want to tell you about, too. Go ahead. Um, if I may, there are some restaurants from L.A. all the way down to San Diego where uh, really, truly talented chefs have begun thinking outside the box. And so they're making, no pun intended, box meals. They're not cooked dinners per se they are um, almost like if you love reality shows on uh, the food network right and you get a a chopped box but they're focused on a particular meal so let's say you have a rib fest right well the chef from mb post in manhattan beach david an incredible talent He's putting together like a weekend box and he gives you everything you need and the recipes so that you can have a grill fest. Wow. Or I have a chef friend, Amar Santana, you know him from Top Chef. He's an Orange County uh, big name in the culinary world. And he does um, fried chicken night. Now that's fully cooked, but you put, pick up everything and it feeds your family. And it's like the best fried chicken you've ever had. And he does coleslaw and all the other sides and so on. So you can find a really nice mix of opportunity to cook at home or eat at home from the talent of chefs across the country that will either, you know, set you up for weekend grilling with all the ingredients you need, which, by the way, is really wonderful because not only does that support the restaurant, but it supports the purveyors and the vendors that that restaurant uses. Right. So that means the produce supplier got an order. The meat supplier got an order um, different than retail as much as I support the grocery industry. Um, and I love to grocery shop more than anybody else. Um, and I'm part of the Kroger family. I, 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 I'm very proud of that ambassador work that I do. Nice. Um, but there, there is something to be said for the wholesale market too. And so these restaurants are selling the box kits or the Taco Tuesday night fully cooked kit that you <laughs> bring great. home or have delivered. Yeah, it's genius, right? And then you can either cook or eat to your heart's content. But someone very talented in the kitchen uh, mapped out the menu. And how great is that? And, and it does it does support the pipeline. And so, like you said, to be mindful of that is really a wonderful, positive, uh, filled with gratitude place to be in a time of craziness. I mean, for me, I'm cooking and coping and cooking and coping. That's what I'm <laughs> I like that. Cooking and coping. That is. Yes. Brilliant. I like that a lot, Jamie Gwen. Wow, so where do you, you where do you see things um, coming out here? Do you uh, how do you see things uh, 
changing or mm-hmm. not changing as we go through the rest of the summer? Um, I think especially where I live, um, we're, we're not at the precipice yet, unfortunately, um, as challenging as that is to endure and even to to, to say. Um, I think this is going to go on a little while. Mm. Um, and um, I think we do have to remain positive, like you said, and try to embrace, um, you know, the... Uh, we have to pivot. The, 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 Pivot. You definitely have to pivot and ebb and flow. You're right. And embrace the wonderful times. You know, I was raised by a mom. I don't remember everywhere we went, but I remember a lot of what we ate. Yeah. And my mom jumped up and down for everything. The celebration for things small and large um, was really um, a very <sighs> wonderfully glowing part of my childhood. And it is for my adulthood as well. And so we celebrate Sunday supper nice. today more than ever because we have each other and we have our health and she has a new grandson. And, you know, really, if you can look at those wonderful things, we are going to lose restaurateurs in um, in the COVID struggle. And my heart breaks for them. I know the hard work and the dedication and the years of you know, money and time and effort that they have poured into what is their baby, their restaurant, their passion, what they do best. And, um, and it's tragic. And there are some restaurants that will survive, hopefully most of them. And these restaurant workers, we need to support them in every way we can. Guy Fieri has created a $25 million fund that has supported restaurants and kudos to him. He got on it. Um, and we can all do our part in some small way, I think, to make a difference. Because if you love food and you love to eat, then you do what you can to try to support your community. And our restaurants and our chefs um, are to be valued. And I think we just have to continue to march forward, right? Yes. And and think of, of how we can do our part um, to support and to give back. And we will get through this. I believe that. Um, we have to believe that, right? Yes, we do. Um, yeah. And so um, and so with some hope, I think we can all do it better. Sounds good to me. I'm with you. Yeah. And uh, I certainly didn't mean to preach. Bruce, that's all right. You, we don't you want... touched a nerve for me, you know, <laughs> uh, anything food focused, of course. Well, that's it. And we have to be advocates, people like you uh, and people like me. We have to be advocates. We, you're right. And, and as you say, this is the business that we love. And there yeah. are people here in this business that we think a great deal of and we want to see them do well. We certainly don't want to see them uh, fall by the wayside or be harmed in any way. So if right. there's anything that we can do and what we can do we do with our words so you have got a jamie Gwen. well and and you do your part every day bruce and i'm i'm so proud to call you my friend thank you for letting me grace your show once again um and you have a welcome invitation on my radio program as well and i'm always posting new inspiration on social at chef jamie gwen and if you choose to cook at home Tonight uh, at chefjamie.com, there's thousands of free recipes for whatever you might have in your fridge. Sounds good to me. I like that a lot, Jamie Gwen. All right, Cheers my friend. to that. You bet. Thank you. Thank you you so much, and you stay safe, and we'll talk soon. Thanks very, very much. Bruce Newberry. The Food Dude. 